you are watching the vodka stream. What is happening, guys? Hello. <sighs> we are here. It is Friday. Time to, uh, you know, kick back, relax, pour a drink, or grab a drink, whatever you want to do. And, of course, you know, let's have some discussions, huh? So how about we do that? What's going on, guys? Thank God it's f -f -f Friday. What is going on? Bo -bo -bo. We got Mr. Eric Z. What's up, everybody? Yes. Anmar, Hassan, how you doing? Friday's been pretty good, not gonna lie. Not gonna lie, busy Friday, but hey, now I just get to relax for a little bit. What's going on, Mr. Jason? We got Adam here. Hello, hello, let's get nuts. Let's get nuts, Eric, let's get nuts. And of course, we got Miss Stewart. Oh, got an itch on my back. Ah, there we go. Ah, and we got Lakazoo, how's it going? Lakazoo, Zhao. Whatever. I always, I think I always say your name. <laughs> How's it going? Hey, ah, look at that. Mama Film Junkie is here. Hi, Mom. Sorry about last night. And, you know, the Giants winning. Just saying. What is going on, DJN? How you doing, sir? Boop, boop, boop. Make sure I got some stuff. Da, 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 da. That looked, uh, yep. Let's see, make sure everything's all good. Everything's all good on the, the feed and everything. Yes. Yep. Everybody's good. Everybody's filing in. All that stuff. You're still working at the hospital with a medical. Oh, there you go. And we got our psychologist coming on. So there you go. I saw your message uh, above. So, and what's going on, Chuck? As a lifelong Dodgers fan, props to your team and for making everyone see Jensen. <laughs> Man, you guys turn on Jensen so quick, though. You got to remember, though, he's got he's gotten you through, you know, he's gotten the team through a couple of times, though. You got to remember that. But, yeah, I mean, I noticed that Dodgers really just like, boo, woo, they turn real quick. That's the first time. In fact, that was the first time. <laughs> okay. That was the first time. Is always a good way. Okay. I like zoo. Okay. Gotcha. What's up, Jose? How's it going, sir? Yo. You know what? I'm going to, you know what I need to do? Mom, mom, congratulations. I keep on forgetting to do this, but you are now a moderator, Mama Film Junkie. So there you go. You are now a moderator. So you're, you're going to have a little wrench. You'll have a little wrench next to your name now. So just got here. Just finished. My, oh, yeah, that, that's that's my plan for tomorrow morning. Um, I'm going to watch that because I know it's uh, there's some controversy. I know there's a little con I've seen a little bit of controversy and then, you know, whatever. It was funny too, because I was actually supposed to get, I thought I, I got a thing where I was, I, I thought I was going to get early access to all that, but for some reason, Netflix didn't, it didn't work out with my press account. I got to check into that. I messed that up. That was my bad. So no, yeah. So we're good. Uh, but yeah, I'm going to watch that tomorrow and see what's going on with that. Kenley stinks. Oh, come on. He's got you out of that. Uh, he's gotten the Dodgers out of some tough situations. Don't say that. Don't say that. Ahoy, hoy. How's it going, Mr. Jason McKenzie? Thank you, sir, for joining. For joining. What's up? What is good? Yeah. There you go. Whoop, 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 whoop. Yeah. But yeah, I know. <laughs> nice. 
Let's ban. <laughs> That's mean. Ah, oh, so mean, so mean. You're funny. You're funny. You're funny, Jose. I don't even know what the score is for the uh, the Dodgies. Are they playing tonight? They should be, right? I know the the Giants are losing to the Pirates. It seems like the Pirates have their number, which sucks. He's a bum. Oh yeah. I mean, like I'm telling you, Jose. I mean, when we were at the Dodgers Dodger uh, Dodger Giants game on um, on Wednesday, when he when he started, you know, and I mean that was that was his fault though. Last night was a little iffy. I will say. That was just crazy. I mean, I don't think that was all Jansen right there. So I'll just say that wasn't all him. That just wasn't all him. I don't think that was, uh, you know, that wasn't entirely his fault right there. So I'm just saying, just saying, you know, there's some other things. There's there some factors in there, but he was, it seems like when he gets a little nervous or gets a little, you know, he he does tend to just kind of go a little wild. And that seems like that was happening last night. So, yeah. Yeah. There you go. Umpires. Yeah, umpires. Yeah, I saw. Yeah, apparently that check swing. I, I, I couldn't watch it because I'm watching on MLB TV. And, of course, living in Southern California, it's blacked out for me. So, But I heard, I heard even from the commentator, from what's his, uh, God, uh, I always forget his name. Um he even said like, "Oh, that that was a swing that probably he went through." But then, but then I heard too that he that Jansen got was given a very noticeable ball that was a strike. So I'm just saying, just saying. Uh, what's going on? Have you seen Red Rhino, the kid with the poofy red mullet? No, I have not. I have not. I can't say that I have. Can't say that I have. So can't say that I have. Yep. Uh, did you see the tweet today? The newer two projects. Uh, yeah, I saw the one. Apparently, you're going to do your own. You're going to be part of your own motion comic, which hopefully uh, hopefully, I don't get any backlash for that, man. But I'm sure it'll be a lot better than the last one. All right. Uh, today, guys, I'm going bourbon. Got a little uh, Four Roses bourbon right here. Yeah, so this is pretty tasty stuff. Let's see. There's a signature on it. Who is that? I guess whoever made it. But yeah, going bourbon today, going with the four roses. That's for sure. That's what I'm going for right there. <laughs> so it's a bourbon stream for me tonight. Ah, I love that sound. Love that. Put that right there. As you see, I got mainly my Batman pops out because you know we got the arkham asylum doc showing up so cheers guys welcome to friday let's have some fun tonight uh talk to drea for a little bit see what um i mean i always like to pick people's brain maybe she'll pick my brain no, i'm just kidding now i'm sure we'll talk about you know some of the stuff and how she looks at you know this nerdy world that we're in and fandoms and the characters that we love you know it'd be a good conversation Really good conversation. So uh, I've been looking forward to this one. So should be a lot of fun. And then, of course, we'll have the panel on later after this. And what was that? Yeah. Oh. Um, we'll have the panel on later. Dodgers are not going to blow it today. Who are they playing? Uh, who are they playing? I don't even know. Who are the Dodgers playing? Do you uh, think Major League will digitally alter the <laughs> they better not they better not do that because i mean come on that was uh that was always part of 
I mean, that's I. That's my favorite all-time baseball movies, Major League. So I mean, I, I mean, I get it. We're you know we're now they changed it. It's fine. You know, Guardians works. But I'm just kind of going like, don't just leave it be. It was at an it was a whole different time. So you know, but um, because that is one of my all-time favorite movies. So um, let me move this right here. Let me get my phone out of the way. Let's see. Um, there's Jordan. Boop, boop, boop. All right, here we go. Copy, paste. So, yeah. Anyways, but yeah. Um, you still, <laughs> yeah, that was, uh, I mean, that name change, I mean, they kept like at least half the, half the name, right? So I think they kind of, I think they kind of looked at it like that. It's like Indians, Guardians, you know, it's like, all right, just got to change like the first half of the name, so. But, you know, it's common. So, but yeah, I don't think they'll actually do that when it comes to uh, the major league movies or something like that. But I remember I, they've always talked about doing an, a sequel. I mean, Charlie Sheen has talked about that. And I was always wondering if they would ever do like a another sequel. I don't think it's ever going to happen. But, you know, you never know what's going to happen. You know how you know how it is. Uh, have a good taste. Well, because of the, uh, the bourbon that I'm drinking tonight. Yeah. Pretty good stuff. All right, let me uh, let's go ahead and bring on my guest. Let me get, make sure everything's set up correctly here. All right, put on that. All right, I'll bring on my guest. Um, let's see, do I have everything right? Okay, the Arkham Asylum doc herself, Miss Drea, Doctor Drea Little Mendy. How you doing? Hello. We have audio. Up oh, there, you go. <laughs> How's it going? It's going pretty good. How you doing? Oh, you know, it's Friday. It's been a yes. long week. Uh, my cats are fighting. My Wi-Fi is going in and out. I hope that uh, <laughs> I don't lose connection here, but it's so awesome to be here and hang with you tonight. Oh, no problem. Yeah, I appreciate you stopping by. I'm actually looking forward to this. Um, uh, if you guys, uh, of course, uh, follow uh, Drea at the uh, Asylum uh, Arkham Asylum Doc, and then of course we have uh, her websites, which are or her, her website, which is drdreapsychology.com, and then of course her podcast, The Arkham Sessions, which I started getting into recently. And my buddy Scott kept telling me, like, you got to listen, and you know, I will talk about it uh, in this conversation too, because we have we do have something that's uh, in common. I mean, of course, we have our love of Batman, but right. um, something else that's happening too that we'll get into, but. Uh, yeah, so welcome. I don't know if you're drinking anything tonight or if you're a drinker or nothing. I yeah, I actually um I have uh this is mostly like soda water, but actually it's LaCroix. And then okay. I had um I actually did have some vodka around, so I just I have a little uh little cocktail and I, I'm using um this awesome glass I got from my buddy Todd who runs uh the nerd circus. It's an online a cool place where if you play D and D and you're into like retro gaming tabletop stuff, there's fun like uh, cocktail stuff. He just made a, a cocktail book, tiki book. So mm -hmm. um, yeah, it's anyway. So yes. <laughs> well, cheers. Uh, well, cheers. Somewhere. Welcome to Friday. Cheers. You know, cheers. Thank you for coming. Hmm. Yeah, I decided to do the bourbon tonight. I don't know. I was when I was at the store, I was like, eh, not feeling vodka this week. So went with the bourbon uh this week because yeah, it has been pretty long week and everything. So how's uh everything going on your end? 
when it comes to pandemic stuff, all this, everything, madness, nerdy stuff, yeah. what's going on? It's wild. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's the Corona coaster. Some days are great. Um, this happens to be the week of Comic-Con at home. Um, yes. I've been going, it's, it's great that we get to spend uh, kind of this, like we'll have this conversation together the week of virtual Comic-Con. Yeah. I have gone for over 10 years. And so when, you know, when we can't be there, it's, it's truly disappointing. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, you know, it, we do have some virtual panels. We have conversations like this. There's always something that we can um, connect over. Um, but I, yeah, I was kind of lamenting and, and getting a little sad that actually normally we would be at Comic-Con with thousands, hundreds of thousands of people, right? Yes, I know. And it's like, I've never been, which I'm like, and it was funny too, because I think last year, some of us were actually kind of thinking about going and then look what happened. And all of a sudden the world like shut down. And uh, so I'm hoping that when everything hopefully turns back to normal next year, I mean, they, they are kind of doing, aren't they trying to do something at the end of the year when it comes to San Diego comic Con? It's in kind of, yeah, I was going to say it's insane. Uh, yeah. During, I think it's during Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving right? weekend. There yeah. is an in-person comic con. I don't know if that's brilliant because you know, not everyone is going to go. And so they're going to have crowd control that way. Or if it's a terrible idea because, um, you know, it's it's still too early. So I'm, I'm, I actually have my hotel booked because I don't know. It might happen, right? Yeah. Yay. Why not? You know, think ahead. Yeah. I know. I'm, I'm kind of wondering. But, and it is kind of a weird weekend to pick because, you know, usually that's a weekend where people are spending time with their family and stuff like that. So I remember when that was announced, a lot of people were kind of going, uh, is this? You know, is this a, a good a choice weekend to do this? And a lot of people are kind of going, I don't know. But hey, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. But yeah, is there anything you're looking forward to uh, that, when it comes to Comic-Con at home? I did participate in a couple of panels that I mm -hmm. definitely recommend. Um, as a psychologist, I always try to do, you know, two or three panels that have to do with just enjoying pop culture and observing, um, analyzing, really kind of doing the deep dive into the characters, yeah. the stories. And I just love celebrating pop culture and comics and superheroes and welcoming people um, to do the same. So panels are an awesome way to do that. And of course we could have virtual panels. So I participated in a couple. Um, and you know what, every year I actually do a psychology of Batman panel and this year was the first one I didn't do one. Oh, so, you didn't do one. Oh, wow. No, I didn't do one this year. It's sort of like the date caught up to us and we have so many in the books, like people can, can go to my website and see the ones from years past. So maybe we could do it to maybe tonight we could do like a little mini little mini one. Yes. Cause definitely, I mean, Batman's my favorite character. So we'll definitely do that. But I wanted to get your origin story. How did you, get involved, you know, what, what, where, when did, when did you make the decision to, to get into psychology? And then of course we'll get some of your nerdiness background too. Yeah. I love that question. Um, I would say that maybe like many people here, I, I was just so obsessed with Batman the animated series in the early nineties. Yes. Right. And like, it's such a great show. Yeah, I noticed, I noticed the stuff that you have in your background is very yeah. much all Batman the Animated Series. Beautiful. <laughs> I love it. I finally got a chance to um, put my Mondo collection up and nice. uh, put the lights up and everything. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's a show that really um, just embraces the depth of the storytelling. And obviously, 
Bruce Tim and Paul Dini, um, you know, created such a, a subculture of Batman fans through their amazing writing. And, you know, like many people as a kid, I, that was the gateway into superheroes and comic books. That's, that's really what brought me in. And from there I started reading comic books and, you know, I was watching animated shows and kind of getting into it. In the early 90s, though, this was not like it is now, right? No. It's, it just wasn't as mainstream. Um, yeah, I mean, when you're a little, you know, I grew up in Southern California, this little girl who liked comics and Batman, like, I wasn't exact. I was definitely a nerd, and definitely <laughs> it was not what brought in Friends. Uh, yeah, I so uh, I know that that was something that I was actually kind of ashamed of and, and didn't really talk about. And then I went into, um, went into college, went to college and started studying psychology and realized like, whoa, there's a lot of cool overlap and connection between superheroes and um, psychological science and kind of like what makes people, what motivates them, what makes them tick. And Batman is a really, um, really, really um, formative character when it comes to teaching psychology and talking about psychology. Yeah. So then I went and got a PhD and um, the, I'd say that like the turning point when I finally started to like come out and, and like label myself as a nerd and like actually talk about comic books more publicly was when um, I worked with a DC writer, Gail Simone very briefly. And she wrote a, a wonderful story about Batgirl and this was uh, back when the New 52 was retelling a lot of different stories. And for yeah. Batgirl, she was recovering from a uh, psychological and physical injury, um, one that we're all well aware of. Well, uh, yeah. We know a little, little bit of it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well known. And, yeah. And she consulted with me. She said, you know, I really want a realistic psychological um, take on this. I don't want to... Um, you know, I, I don't want, I want to treat it with respect. I know a lot of people love this character. Mm -hmm. And so we worked together and, um, you know, I was just looking at it like, here's an opportunity to participate in something really great. And she actually put me into the comic book. She, she created a, a character, a psychologist who's treating Barbara Gordon and yeah. who is kind of in canon. That was like, how could I deny my connection to comics and, uh, and to Batman, the Batman universe in particular, it yeah. really came full circle. That's cool. Um, I mean, obviously, we just got the new uh, Batgirl casting announcement. How do you feel yeah. about that? I think it's exciting. Yeah. Um, definitely excited for it. I think um, we're at a time when, you know, of course, there's a lot more people in the fandom, a lot of people in the in the community who are going to, um, you know, want to embrace this. It's tricky because this yeah. is a character who has had, you know, many, there have been many Batgirls and there have even been some live action, right? So I think it's just, it's, it's never perfect. I think we, you know, something that I always do is approach these decisions and even the final product with curiosity, observation. As a mm -hmm. psychologist, I just want to like, you know, what can we learn from this? Maybe, it, yeah. it, you know, hopefully it's great, but if it's not, what do we learn from this? Uh, and I, I can't help but be excited that we're going to see this story come out. Yeah. I mean, what I like about it is, I mean, she's relatively unknown and I'm, I, I, I like that aspect of it because I know when people were, 
you know, kind of figuring out like, oh, who should play Batgirl? And obviously when you fan cast, you choose like people that are known. And sometimes with some of these characters, I'm like, nah, just go with an unknown and see what happens. You know, sometimes that could just really work very well. And I I know she was just recently in, in the Heights and I haven't watched it because, you know, musicals, not really my thing, unfortunately, but maybe one of these days I'll watch it. So I haven't exactly seen how she is, but you know, like, like you said, I don't, I don't judge till like the, till I see the final product. I'm like, all right. Yeah. It wasn't my choice when it came to the four, but at the same time, I'm like, Hey, if she's pull it off and she, you know, she has, a, she has a unique look and I'm kind of, you know, I'm digging it and I'm like, okay, let's, let's see what she has to offer. And then of course we have the Titans show that has a Barbara Gordon. That's going to be a part of that too, which is the more Oracle side of Barbara Gordon in the wheelchair fascinated by that too so it looks like we're just going to be getting a lot of uh, a lot of batgirl content which hey i mean I, that just goes back to me as a kid when i'd watch the old 66 batman and there'd be you know you see the opening na 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 batman and then all of a sudden you see you see her ride right by in that motorcycle and you're like oh it's a batgirl episode sweet you know so and then of course i loved her in the animated series yeah, I mean, which, so which would you say is your? And there's so many versions and varieties of of. Oh, it's uh, it's Batman, animated series. Would you say that there was one? It's yeah, the animated and, series. Why is that? Just because, just growing up with it, and just the episodes that she had, Melissa Gilbert, who voiced her. I mean, I, I mean, when I if I were to read Batgirl, I just hear her voice. You know, she's she's the voice that yeah. I hear if I'm reading a Batgirl comic book. So yeah, 100 percent the the uh, the Batman the animated series version of uh, of Barbara for sure. So what about you? Yeah, I think it's um, a part of it is nostalgia. Just yeah. and it's like I said, you can go back like today. You can watch these episodes. I think a lot of people feel like. It's, it's, you know, decades old. It's an animated show. How good could it be? We've got so many choices now. You know, you can watch Masters of the Universe. Sure, do that. But you can still catch these episodes and get something from it that you can't get anywhere else. This is truly, again, the, the depth of the writing and also I think the risk-taking. Yeah. They went into, like, such serious topics they made all of these risks with the writing and, and even the animation. It's such a dark um, animated show, literally, mm -hmm. visually, right? And no, again, no other show is like this. I, I think there's so much to gain from. Um, no, and even like, uh, you know, because I watched it so many, so much as a kid. I mean, that was appointment viewing after school, even for my dad, you know, my, me and my dad would watch these episodes, you know, and revisiting them as an adult. It's kind of funny because um, what I'm doing now on the channel with my my, my good buddy, uh, Scott McClellan, is we're going through each episode um, and just having a discussion with the, each episode in order of production order. And just revisiting these episodes and really focusing on some of the topics. And there are some episodes where you go, wow, they got serious here. Like, this is a kid's show? Like, wow, this episode, oh, my God. And But then there's some that, you know, get a little, that's yeah, kid-friendly, you know, Joker episodes, stuff like that. You get, you get a sense of that, which I'm like, yeah, but it's a good balance. 
it's really a good balance because yeah, you'll get like uh, you know, one one week it'll be just that, and then the, ne the next episode we're doing, we're like, oh man, this one was a little Batman sixty six, <laughs> you know, yeah. it's a little it's a little cheesy, you know, and stuff like that. But man, there's some there's some really um, there's some really great episodes, and I and when it hit HBO Max, I was telling people, hey, if you have not visited this series, it's it's. It, it, you can go back and watch them. You mean like, like you said, it's it's early '90s. It still works. It still very much works. It's timeless, which is what I always loved about the animation style of Batman the Animated Series because they always animated it like, yeah, it's modern, but yet there's a lot of old style. I mean, you look at the cars, you look at just the way people dressed in that, and I thought they did a very excellent job of just kind of going, yeah, it's. It almost makes you question. It's like this is take place, in the, but then all of a sudden you have Batman in your Batmobile, and it's sleek, it's futuristic. The cave's got the computer, and he's AI and stuff like that. So you kind of just go, "Wow, they really had a good balance." And that's one of the things I love about the show is that animation style that they had. The writing too, like oh, you said, it's, it's just um, it stands the test of time. But also, it wasn't. It's not all positive. It doesn't have happy nope. endings after every show. No, it does uh, it, not. No, I mean, in some in some cases, it's so tragic and shocking that you're just kind of sitting there, like, was that the end of it? Holy crap! Oh yeah, um, the, the end of that Two Face one, the first part. Ooh, yeah. like whoa! Wow. Yeah, there, there is a Clayface episode yes. where a part of of his body, right, a piece of a lump of clay, becomes a human person. She's this mm. little girl. She she becomes friends with Robin, and then and she's confused and lost she has this identity crisis and then they realize you're literally a piece yeah. of play like you you belong as like as a part of play phase and there's no happy ending to that it's not like well we're going to save you or <laughs> i forgot about that episode yeah there's like because like the whole time it's like this little girl and you're wondering like she's lost and then of course robin is like hey i'm gonna help you out and this is like later on it's tim drake robin and he connects with her and then you finally realize that it's a part of Clayface and it's a shocking ending. And yeah, it's, it's, it ends sad because Tim is sad that he lost like a, somebody he connected with because, you know, she was lost. She was, you know, kind of like he was, there's always that connection, you know? And yeah, I totally forgot about that episode. Yeah, you're right, man. I mean, that like some serious, really some serious moments that happen in this, uh, in this series. But uh, what I wanted to ask you, too, is like uh, when it comes to like the movies that have like recently come out. I mean, obviously, we just talked about Batgirl. We're going to finally see her, you know, full on her own movie. But I mean, recently and then, you know, of course, um, listening to um, your podcast, I, uh, the episode where you talked about Zack Snyder's Justice League. Uh, I actually I really enjoyed your guys that conversation about this because, I mean, obviously, you know, I, I was uh, one of the. I guess you could say one of the voices of trying to like get the thing out there. But I mean, obviously when it comes to any fandom, it gets a little intense, <laughs> you know, it gets, you know, when we were trying to get this thing out and then just like the, the response to it and the response to the, to uh, Batman or Superman and of course, Man of Steel. I mean, I really liked how you guys kind of talked about like the whole story, the whole story arc that got to justice league and, uh, you know, I, I, what I wanted to ask was just like, when it came to 
I mean, obviously you enjoyed the movie and, you know, there's like an initial response that you got from fans and just kind of seeing the fans and seeing like the headlines about it. I mean, what was your kind of response when, when it finally was like announced and kind of like there were some headlines that went like, oh, there's like this toxic side uh, that, sh you know, it shouldn't have happened and blah, blah, blah. Well, like what was your initial response when it was announced? Yeah, it, it was tough to be in that space, right? Because yeah. Many of us wanted this story, um, you know, on the one hand, and I actually was interviewed by Vanity Fair um, earlier in the year before the film came out about yeah. why this is such a touchy subject and how can we um, really approach this um, from a place of balance and not get out of hand, right? How, how do we have like a, a real conversation about this? And how do we explain the vitriol? How do we explain the toxicity? Um, and I'd say, it, this space uh, is our space. Um, you know, Dave, it's your space. It's my space. When I when I think about fandom, we all get to be here. You know, like we all get to have our voice. Mm -hmm. uh, we we should be able to say, hey, I want to see a thing, or I I want to have you know access to something that I know is made, or something that I know tells a story that that could be for me. Mm -hmm. And I felt that way about. Um, Snyder's Justice League. I felt like, of course, I would want to see this film. We know generally, we don't all know the personal details behind it, but we know that he suffered a really tragic um, trauma, you know, during the making of the film. And I looked at it like, can we have, can he have a chance to uh, liberate himself from that trauma and have something that he can kind of reclaim. Yeah. Now, you know, some fans had very strong reactions to that. Um, and when I spoke to Vanity Fair about it, I said that some of us kind of get, like we're back in, in elementary school, this sense of ownership and this perception that like, no, that's mine and you can't have it. Or, you or you know, just the stinginess about our, our fan, our fandom. And I think that's when things can get really challenging. Um, and, and ultimately, I'm the kind of person that, that wants these stories out there. As mm -hmm. long as the creator is, you know, um, being uh, respected for it, as long as the creator can get their story out there, why not? It doesn't replace the other story. It got really complicated in the making of, of the original film. It was Frankenstein together. We all saw, Oof, yeah. we all saw what happened. Uh, right? Yeah, we're trying, to, um, we're trying to forget now. <laughs> yeah, so I think, you know, that's kind of the piece of, of the, you know, context of it. But as far as the film itself, I really appreciated the storytelling. I appreciated, um, I, you know, I said when I, went online and talked about my feelings and thoughts about it. I said that it was, um, it was a real vulnerable story. You could tell that he wanted to create characters and show characters that weren't um, perfect, that had these setbacks and failures and, and were complex, you know, emotionally. And I think this was, especially during COVID, Mm -hmm. This was such a, like, I was embracing, give me this, however, four hours for everyone that said <laughs> it's too long. Like when I saw those comments that said, it's um, too it's long, indulgent, it's yeah. too long. It's like, who's, I'm Not like, long enough. you guys, 
we're in a pandemic. Like yeah. nothing is too long, right? Wow. Especially when you have all these series. I mean, you have all these series that are coming out and, you know, they're like, they're like longer movies. And I, and I'm really hoping that, you know, this gets embraced. I mean, even today there was like a, a talk that there's, there's supposedly a rumor that, you know, Michael B. Jordan's going to have the Valzad Superman and it's going to be a series. And I'm like, yeah, series is kind of like the way to go. I mean, and it's funny too, because when Zach was trying to, you know, what he pitched, like trying to get his vision back, it was like, he pitched it to HBO Max as a series because it does make sense because it was going to be long. I mean, obviously it was a long movie and then he didn't get it because, you know, logistics of like paying the actors and stuff like that. So they couldn't just like divide it up as like, you know, a little series, a weekly series or something like that. But the fact of the matter is when you watch it, I mean, it's very much plays out like a series it's in parts. It's seven episodes essentially. And it all, you know, so yeah, I know. I know a lot of people, when they said it's too long, it's like, well, you didn't have to watch it all in one shot. You could have right. stopped it after part literally two. gave you breaks. Yes. And you could either come, you could have a bio break. You could come back to it the next day. No one is dictating how you watch it. Yeah. Um, but the whole story, you know, it's a, it's a very comprehensive contained story. Mm -hmm. uh, and I, I, you know, aside from kind of the things that you could tell were filmed later and were kind of like shoved in, uh, especially that one of the last tags, it, it's it yeah. was hugely entertaining. I, I embraced it. So when coming when, when like looking at the psychology of Batman, I mean, one of the things that when it came to Batman or Superman, you know, um, obviously you have like this old withered down Batman. I mean, he's like in his mid 40s. Um, he's been doing it for 20 years and you could tell like he's had, I mean, a lot of people didn't really respond to it. it was like, Oh, not my Batman because you know, coming off of Nolan's Batman, which was absolutely fantastic, but that was like such a contained story in and of itself. Um, and then now you got this Batman that's going to be in this world that Superman exists and it's a new Superman, which is, that's what I kind of liked about it. It was like a change as opposed to just like, you know, these two are just like almost the same age or something like that. But no, you got a younger Superman, you got an older Batman. And then he's essentially almost like getting to the point where it's like, hey, I mean, even Alfred, when you watch Batman or Superman, is like, you know, he, he has a great line that says, even you're too old to die young. You know, it's such a great line. There's so many great lines that Alfred, which is Alfred's always like that. Even in the animated series, he's always that voice of reason. He's always that philosophical one. And, and you know, that's that's always what we love about the dynamic between Bruce and, and Alfred is the fact that Bruce sometimes loses his way. And he always has Alfred as kind of like, hey, I'm going to prop you up a little bit. I'm going to say some stuff you're not going to like. You're not going to like all the time. But, hey, I'm going to say it. But, uh, you know, just to, just to be, you know, because right at the beginning, I mean, he literally brands a, a, a dude like and it's in the paper and Alfred's like drops a paper and is like new rules. What are you doing? And then Bruce just kind of responds like, hey, we've always been criminals. What do you got to say about that? Just to see him go from that to Justice League. I mean, where he is just like faith, Alfred, faith, you know, and he's all about faith. I mean, that's got to be I mean, dealing with the psychology of Batman, that's got to be a nice little, like, you see that transition right there. We talk about that a lot on the show. Yeah. Um, which, by the way, is much more than, you know, me talking about clinical science and the psychology yeah. things. I try to, like, forget yeah, it's, that. It's not all that, yeah. You guys yeah. do a good, yeah. Yeah. You have a good dynamic, you and Brian, yeah. 
Thank you. Yeah, we wanted to, well, let me give you the origin story of the podcast. Um, yeah, please. On, on HBO Max, you can find a documentary called um, Necessary Evil Supervillains of DC Comics. And years ago, I filmed, uh, I, I participated in that documentary, filmed some, some interviews, and they had all these questions about, um, of course, the psychology of villains and the motivation of villains and why the Batman villains are so fascinating and kind of like teach us something. And um, all of my responses were about Batman the animated series. And I noticed that when they cut, when they edited the documentary, they showed a lot of clips. When I'm speaking, then they're showing animated series clips. And, the, and this documentary is about any, any uh, version of uh, Batman and, and his villain. Mm -hmm. So um, Ryan and I thought like, why not just create a podcast out of this? I, I talk about it frequently. Um, I get excited about Batman the Animated Series. And so we just, we just created a podcast out of it. And every episode, I mean, similarly to what you're doing, every episode of the podcast covered one episode of Batman the Animated Series. There's tons of reviews. I mean, there's yeah. tons of like unique takes on it. So our, you know, our sandbox is, you know, the stories. Um, we're going to lift up the psychological science, the stuff that like makes you really think, the stuff that makes you curious, the stuff that makes you ask questions. We're going to lift that up and like really thematically go through those aspects of the show and just embrace the show. Um, there are times when we criticize the show, but it's mostly those like one-off, what are they doing? Like, why are we on a farm? Oh yeah. <laughs> What's happening? Yeah, exactly. Um, there's no, there's no villain exactly, you know, and it's just kind of like, well, okay. That's just one of those filler episodes because sure. let's face it. I mean, it, the first season is like 60 episodes or something like that. It's like, there's a lot of episodes in that first season, but yeah. go on. And, and yeah. we covered, you know, I think um, it's been over a year that we actually finished and we thought, okay, what do we do now? Do we move on to a, a different DC animate? Do we do X-Men animated? How do we, how do we go on? We can't stop. Uh, mm -hmm. We won't stop. And so we covered a couple other shows. We did Doom Patrol for a little bit, which was interesting. It's such a, it's a zany show. If you know the comic, really, yes. really out there. Mm -hmm. um, I found myself not grounded really. So just trying to like get people to be interested in it. And, and that was very different. We did uh, a poll on our Patreon and the next choice was Steven Universe which was so much fun, but definitely a, a leap from our, yeah. you know, our discussions about Batman. And now we're covering the MCU starting with Iron Man. So we're really starting with um, the very first film and we're going in order and uh, mainly so I can talk about the Loki series. That's kind Oh of yeah. Cause <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you can break down that a little bit. I mean, cause with the Loki series, I mean, that's, I mean, just finishing it, and seeing like the different variants and just where Loki is in his life. And then even that first episode when he gets shown like, hey, your future was this and this. Ha I mean, he really gets a wake up call of like, wow, this is who you are, you know, and then he meets variants of himself and then one specific variant, which is Sylvie. And you kind of just go like, wow. I mean, like it really does di dive into the psyche of him, I you know, big time, which is what I really loved about the series. I mean, 
you know, I mean, Cap, I, mean, I think they've been doing pretty good when it comes to the Marvel series because WandaVision was all about, I mean, she went through a traumatic experience. She lost her brother and then she decides to just go off and like she pretty much pushed the real world away and created one for herself, yeah. which some people can really do in real life. They can really just 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 disconnect and just build this world. I mean, that happens online and stuff like that. You build a persona, you build, you know, and Captain Winter or Falcon and Winter Soldier, I mean, especially Bucky, he's still dealing with what he did as the Winter Soldier. I mean, there's so much right right there and I that's what I'm really enjoying about the Marvel series. I definitely feel like we've gotten back to our roots when it comes to the podcast. Not mm -hmm. that doing those other shows wasn't enjoyable or fun but you know to answer your question when um snyder's justice league came out i was like this is our jam like this is the stuff that we talk about on the show we are responding we're answering the call to you know help people understand um why we're fascinated with the, this relationship or the subject or, or or what what characters are you know how they're motivated uh, and we found so many good examples in in the film of these really important arcs, like you said. Mm -hmm. uh, this older Batman is becoming less egocentric, less self-centered, less interested in being like the forefront and being completely accountable for justice. He knows that he has to rely on younger, more agile um, mm -hmm. and, and, and like literally stronger uh, superheroes. And, and that I think is where the storytelling kind of like claims it. It's like amazing space. You get all of this. And that's just one character, right? You get several characters who have these amazing arcs. Yeah. Especially cyborg. I mean, obviously like when you look at, <laughs> when you go back to, you know, the theatrical that came out, you're like, man, he was, it was not how it was when you watch it here. When you get, when you get to that part three, which is what I like too, is the fact that it builds up and then you get to that part three and then they start diving into, you know, more Barry and, and uh, Victor. And you just kind of see like how they operate and how they're so young and they're naive. And Victor's went through all this tragedy and he, he just has, you know, he lost his mom and then he just has this like hate kind of for his dad. And, and you know, and it's just but you know that the, he still loves his dad because throughout he just you could see like the little moments that they have. And then, you know, I mean, especially with Victor, when you see that ending and I remember you guys talking about this, like, you know, at the beginning, he's wearing a hoodie. He sweats. He's completely covered. But then at the end, he strips it down. He's smiling and then he just leaps up in the air. I mean, it's pretty much I mean, it's. It, it, it's so awesome to see that where he started and then where he ended within the story. That's, I think the character who really is at the center of that film. Oh, and yeah. we said that on the show, like this is his, this is, this is Cyborg's story. And it's almost like it's his untold story or it's the story that he couldn't have in the first iteration. And this is why on the show, we kind of, we talk about the characters and then we take a little bit of a step back and address what else is in the room, right? The fact that this should have been the story from the beginning and he was kind of, you know, he was stripped of, the, the actor himself was stripped of this opportunity yeah. to be in the forefront. Um, these are the things that we, we talk about on the show that give us a little bit of like, oh, okay, like a little bit more room to 
address uh, things that are going on in our lives too. Yeah. Yeah. You could definitely connect with, I mean, maybe don't connect with every one of them, but I think a lot of people can connect with like certain characters for sure. And uh, that's what makes um, what Snyder, you know, when telling that story, that's what makes it pretty great. But um, going back to uh, Batman, the animated series um, last week, we, uh, we covered a, uh, a certain episode that uh, of course you guys did. And it was, uh, it was an episode that, um, you know, it's, it's an interesting episode. It's uh, I have Batman or I got Batman in my basement. Okay. And that's like a certain episode. And I'm actually going to bring my co-host on Mr. Scott McClellan What's up, Scott? Hello, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> yes, because yeah. I revealed to Dave yes. Brian's interesting theory. Yes. That continued to be a wonderful running gag on the show for many years. Okay, so this blew my mind because <laughs> I think like not even a halfway through, Scott like talked about the theory that maybe this is all happen in happening in Sherman's head. Sherman, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, wow. You know, and then it's just when we started like talking about the certain points, because we always go like in order of the episode, we kind of just talk about what's going on. All of a sudden I was like, man, you know what? I can't, I kept on, you could listen to the episode and I kept going, you know what though? The, that theory though, it makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How's it going, yeah, Scott, by the way? <laughs> I have to, I, I've been doing very well. And yeah. uh, Dr. Lemini, it's great to, virtually meet you i guess to say i i listened to you not quite since day one but like pretty early on i was you were you and brian's show was a when it dropped it was like okay like back when i had an ipod like that's i can remember how long ago that, that was <laughs> what a what I, it's called an ipod day yeah. oh, i remember no i remember <laughs> i remember yeah so it, it's a it's a giant pleasure to get to meet you tonight well, it's such a pleasure to see you. And, uh, you know, these are the things that come up on the show that sometimes I've forgotten about. And you brought me such joy to remind me about Sherman's theory, a.k.a. Brian's theory, that <laughs> when things get a little bit, you know, wacky on the show or even um, almost unbelievably tragic, then we turn to, could this just be happening, you know, in Sherman's mind? Because we can't tolerate the seriousness, the scariness, the like, the trauma of this, maybe this is just contained in his, like, how, how can we explain what's happening? Yeah. yeah because I mean, one of the, the, like the things that we kind of poked fun about is that Sherman knows a lot about Batman. Like when bat, when Batman wakes up in his base basement, he goes like, yeah, this is my, you know, this is where I do my stuff. And he goes, it's not the bat cave, but you know, and then we're kind of going, how does he know about the Batcave? I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> it don't make no sense. It, it really didn't. Um, I also a big vulture too. Like what? Okay. I also really enjoyed every episode with the Joker when wasn't it anti person. What, what, what was the diagnosis that Brian kept on beating the drum for when it came to the Joker? It was like an antisocial personality disorder. Yeah. <laughs> well, so, you know, this is something that comes up on the show a lot, especially when you're talking about these um, very extreme characters like villains, right? And they're going to be doing some pretty nefarious things. They're engaging in 
uh, criminal things, they're harming people. Like we definitely talk about diagnoses and when whether any of these characters, including Batman, meets criteria for mental health disorders. Um, and one that has come up quite a bit is antisocial personality disorder because it encompasses so many of these like attributes and characteristics. Somebody who has, um, you know, no moral compass, somebody who is narcissistic, somebody who um, bends the rules and even gets a little bit of joy from other people's pain. Um, so we've, we've often kind of put the Joker in, in that space, like me, the Joker's a great character. You know, you, you, you don't have his whole history to know yeah. exactly what's going on. And, um, and sometimes Brian will bring in the possibility that, that Batman has antisocial personality disorder which will, um, you know, bother me a lot because... A lot. He did it a lot. It, it was like, poke, 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 poke. It was kind of fun. Uh, it was like, when's Brian going to mention it? Three, two, one. There we go. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, you're, you know... You're, yeah. Okay, your dynamic is fantastic. Uh, it was, it was, a, it was definitely a big draw of the show. Thanks. I think that um, we, you know, again we wanted to bring a show together that met these two needs, right? Like I'm a licensed clinical psychologist. I want people to know about psychological science. I want to talk about these topics. And my belief is that everybody should have access to this, this kind of stuff that you totally. shouldn't have to like go see a psychiatrist. You shouldn't have to get a PhD. You shouldn't have to, you should have, like the public, it's a public uh, service announcement. You should all have this helpful information about something that's so important, our, our well-being. Um, but I think our second goal here is also to be entertaining and to be creating content that is fun and brings in fans. Like we like the same thing. We're enjoying the same things. Did you just watch the Snyder Cut? let's talk about it. Like, what are all your responses? That's, that's kind of what we want to do. Um, it's a responsibility for me to hold that space. And when we wrapped up the animated series, I didn't want to stop. I wanted to keep running the, the show. Yeah. Now, uh, when it comes to the psychology of Batman, I'm not sure if Dave has had a chance to hear this part yet. I, I'm basically going to be like the greatest hits because I, I've been the guy in this sort of in this sort of space of fandom going, have you guys listened to this podcast? It's amazing. You should really listen to it. They're sick and tired Scott's, of me. Scott's our guy. He's our encyclopedia. Like he knows like, oh, I'll talk about, you know, you talk about something, he'll be like, well, it's in this issue or, you know, listen to this podcast or watch this, you know. He knows. He knows. Well, because, you know, the, here, here's of where course. you showed up. You know, that's, <laughs> you know, there there you are. And then you were also and you were also in this. And so, you know, it's <laughs> just just saying it's my job. It's, it's yeah. what I do here. But something that I loved though, that you really delved into a lot in the show, and I would love for you to kind of give a little taste to the audience is the the it wasn't a dichotomy it would be like a trichotomy when you talked about there being batman there being bruce and then there being bruce wayne i really appreciated that i was wondering if you could share what what you meant by that with the audience nope do we have a little glitch you hear Can us oh uh, no no you're good did you hear did you hear all of what scott said you can hear me? 
Yeah. You're not hearing us? I think Scott was asking me about... Yeah, I can hear you now, Dave. Okay. Scott, say it again, maybe. I don't know. Maybe there's a little okay. the matrix. Can, uh, can you hear me? Can you hear me now? Yes. Okay. okay. Here we go. <laughs> I was wondering, because I was saying that one of the things I loved about what you did on the show was the trichotomy that you came up with about Batman, Bruce, and Bruce Wayne. I was wondering if you could give the audience like a taste of how that conversation went on Arkham Sessions. So we're still not still getting. Yeah, I heard that. Okay. Okay. Good. Yeah, I heard the question, but I I, I don't know if I froze again. Um, no, no, you're good. You're good. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Got a lot of technology. Um, right? This room it has some spotty Wi-Fi. Um, yeah. I think it's about the the. Um, not the duality of Batman and Bruce Wayne, but the the trio of personalities. Yeah. And this comes up a lot. People say, okay, does he have multiple personality disorder? Which just, you know, that's not something that really captures what's going on. He's aware of, of his personas. Uh, the other possibility is, is he... Um, is he Batman or is he Bruce Wayne? Like which of these characters or which of these personas is, is really truly authentic to who he is. And my explanation is that he is critically, crucially, and, um, and problematically uh, in these fragile kind of states that he has, he has within him this crisis of personas. It's not as if he has multiple personalities, but that he needs to, he has various needs based on who he is as Batman. He has various needs as Bruce Wayne, but ultimately the most authentic self is Bruce. This is the guy who develops relationships with other people. This is the guy who's interested in connections. This is the guy um, who's much like, who we see in the Snyder Cut, um, I'm, you know, saying that he's actually compassionate and he's actually interested in caring for other people, but he has to have these other personas to um, to keep up um, his mission, right? Um, and so I, I think it's a fragile state. I think it's fragmented, and that's why, as a psychologist, it, it worries me it, whether this is sustainable. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, like when we covered the Two Face episode, um, in particular, like especially that first part or like second part, actually. I mean, first part was great. It was really all about Harvey and his transformation and everything, and it it was such a beautiful episode. The way it ended, so beautiful. But then you got that second part where Bruce is so obsessed with helping his friend. I mean, you actually see a part where like he's losing sleep and you see all these psychology books and, and, and information that he has scattered about on, like, uh, on his uh, desk because he's just like, I want to help my friend. But at the same time, it's like, man, you almost need a little bit of help, too. Like you're so obsessed with this as Bruce. You know, it's not Bruce Wayne. It's not the Playboy billionaire guy. It's Bruce. It's not Batman because you're just like in your normal attire. So, yeah, I mean, there, there's there's something to that. And I think people are that there's not really a duality. There's there's like three versions, you know. There is. Really and I think, yeah, I think, um, you know, the animated series, you, you gave a really good example of how we see a deeper kind of more private side that not everyone 
sees. You know, Leslie, Dr. Leslie Tompkins knows who that is, right? Maybe um, there are a couple more characters who know. I'd say that um, Dick Grayson knows who who he is. And yet, um, you know, I think Christian Bale does a great uh, version of the Bruce Wayne falling into the fountain, getting drunk, you know, kind of creating this persona of like, I don't care about everyone. I'm a billionaire. I, I have no, I have no, like, you know, how could I even, Brian made a good point on the show. He said he wants people to see him in a way that he couldn't even be Batman. Like mm-hmm. this person clearly is, you know, an alcoholic and is falling asleep in, you know, before he even reaches his, his comforter. So that I think is the, public persona that he needs to put forth. Um, I always said in order to kind of keep people from wanting closeness, because he's, he's just in a very um, hazardous job and he doesn't want people to by proximity, by connection, be um, at risk. Yeah. And I think, uh, you know, like looking at Batman or Superman, um, you kind of get a sense of that even like, like when you see Bruce, when he shows up at that, that, that event that Lex Luthor is hosting. Um, I mean, even like Alfred goes like, Hey, you know, why don't you go mingle and you'll, you know, maybe a, a, a woman from Metropolis will make a, you know, an honest man out of you. And then he's just like to himself, he's like, yeah, right. Alfred, you know, he's just like, that's not going to happen. And then even when Bruce gets caught, like in that control room, it's like, he just has to put on this persona of like, oh, you know, I had way too many, you know, martinis. And he's like, I like those shoes. You know, it's so awkward because it's like he was caught. And then he's like, oh, I got to transfer back into my Bruce Wayne persona because I was just in my Bruce kind of detective persona, which is borderline Batman. I mean, it's just like he's constantly trying to figure out like, oh, I got to be in like a certain who am I right now? Who am I right now? And I think that it was it, it it was dealt a lot when it came to Batman or Superman. And then when it came to Justice League, it was almost like, all right, I'm this guy now, and I'm gonna be I'm not gonna be that cynical dude anymore because that was just a road that that was bad. And I'm gonna put this team together because I we're taking on a villain that I cannot take on myself. I need the help of these people. And then you know just a little bit ago, I was trying to kill this guy because I thought he was going to kill us all. And now I need him, you know? And it, it's just that story arc. It's just, I mean, it's so great. And that's one of my favorite aspects of like watching Zack Snyder's justice league really is. Yeah. And, and I think, you know, that's why we love doing the show too, because it's yeah. like, well, why does it matter? Why, why are we even talking about these um, personas and you said it right there, you know, these are the ways in which all of us wear masks and um, perform, right? That we, for, for many reasons, are um, hiding parts of ourselves or, um, you know, afraid to be truly authentic in various ways. And I'd say that for Batman, it's functional, or for Bruce Wayne, it's functional um, and serves a purpose. Um, but we all have to ask ourselves at the end of the day, is this harming anyone? And is it harming me? Am I not truly integrated in all the different things that I'm doing? Um, and that really is kind of autobiographical for me. When I wasn't able or felt I wasn't able to talk about my uh, passion for yeah. superheroes and Batman, I felt really 
you know, kind of silenced by that. And I felt unwell. It was like, I couldn't show all of the different personas. I had to be um, fragmented, right? So for me, that lesson is just so personal. And, and it's a story that I tell over and over again. And Dr. Drea, I think a valuable part of your podcast has been stories provide us with empathy, like reading about it, I, I heard this great quote this summer that books tend to be door uh, windows or mirrors. You either see yourself or you see someone else. And it's, it's, it's usually one or the other. And I really felt like that what you did with Arkham sessions, when specifically you were following up some episode as I really think you did a great job of educating while being entertaining to really share that, you didn't say those words, but you shared that message. And I, I did find it week to week being a, I felt enlightened and educated by listening to you while also getting to hear geeky talk about something that I <laughs> grew up loving since I was 10. Yeah. And I, I really feel like that is something that you have provided in this space. I know this community mental health became kind of a rallying cry. And I really felt like, even before that happened, what you were doing with Brian on Arkham Sessions laid a groundwork for that. And I personally wanted to, to thank you for that because it was, it was, I don't really know how to say what I'm trying to say. And I'm just rambling at this point. <laughs> I but hear you. It you got it. She got it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, yeah. that's, so I love hearing that, um, that personal response to the show and I'll, you know, and I just have a few minutes here and I, yeah. I know you got a heart out. My yeah. Wi-Fi hasn't completely cut out on all of us, but <laughs> yeah, I just have a couple minutes, but um, I get emails once in a while from people who say, you know, they listen to the podcast and they learned a little, little bit about their own diagnosis um, I had a, a dad reach out to me and say, you know, I, I listened to what you said about the Joker and this possible diagnosis. My kid has some of these, like, you know, has potentially that diagnosis. And I wrote him back and we, we talked a little bit about, you know, what is the line between fiction and, and reality? And, and that I'm in no way trying to pathologize anybody in real life, but that we definitely need to talk about these issues. They're really important. Um, so to hear, you know, you say, Scott, that the, the show impacted you in a positive way um, in, in, is just truly so, um, so, you know, I have no words. It's, it means a lot to me because, you know, we're, as you all know, like you create these conversations because you love to. And mm -hmm. it's not as if you get a ton of compensation from it or anything, you, you know, awards. You do it because you, you want to create community and you want to create dialogue. Um, exactly what you're doing with, um, with this show. And to learn that people appreciate it and benefit, it, benefit from it just makes me so happy. And it's why I didn't want to I didn't want to quit after, you know, we're called the Arkham sessions and we're covering the MCU. It's kind of like, <laughs> right. What like what's going here? on here? Yeah. And it's cause we can't quit. You know, we still want to do it. And MCU has amazing, amazing yeah. stuff right now. I can't, I'm on it. Like I'm on this stuff. 
So I am so excited that, you know, that you all are out there. Yeah. No, and we appreciate it. I mean, like, I mean, it's one of the things that's great when, I mean, like I said, I, I, I wasn't aware. And then all of a sudden, you know, talking to Scott and talking to other people are like, you have to start listening to this. And I'm like, okay. And then I'm like, okay, yeah, definitely want to have a conversation with her. And I hope we can have some more conversations for sure, because this has been fascinating. And, you know, looking over your left shoulder, you have Mr. Freeze right there. The episode tomorrow that Scott and I are going to be talking about, Heart of Ice, which is... Oh, yes. Look at her. Oh, yes. So, so good. good. So good. That's all you got to say. It's just, it's so good. So, so good. Uh, you know, I mean, especially after having the, you know, the basement episode and we're kind of like, eh, we had fun kind of, you know, drilling into that one a little bit, but now we're going to be like, ah, oh, this we'll is be salivating tomorrow. Night. Yes. I think that's pretty much what that's going to be. Pretty much what's going to be happening. It's such a great episode. I mean, it's just one of those episodes where I go like, oh, you need to learn about Mr. Freeze. Watch Heart of Ice. You got it yeah. right. There. Yeah. This is, you know, again, when, and you know this because you've seen you've seen uh, the series multiple times. But when you take a chance and just do that deep dive and just be in that space, you then realize how important those stories are, mm -hmm. and that that one story, Heart of Ice, is a huge lesson in forgiveness and in reading people wrong right and taking a step back and being like oh i you know batman often finds himself you know reflecting on mm -hmm. his choices and and on you know the the dignity of other people um and that's a that's what you know i've got villains all around me that i love villains um especially the ones in, in the batman stories because that's kind of the lesson there is like you, you have to give people dignity. You have to understand them, understand their mentality and their psychology better. Um, maybe they're not villains, right? Um, but it was such a pleasure to be here in conversation uh, with you. Um, Scott. It's so great to see you. I also want to shout out to Eric Z. Um, Dave, thanks for uh, your persistence and in uh, the invitation. It's such an honor to be here. Oh, no problem. Like I said, like, I mean, I hope to do this again. You know, we let's take an even deeper dive into Batman and everything like that. Uh, yes, guys, uh, please uh, make sure you follow her at the uh, the Arkham Asylum Doc, and of course, you can visit at uh, you can visit the website at drpsychology.com, and of course, the Arkham Sessions where they're taking a deep dive into all. All our favorite characters great podcast and uh drea like i said it's been a pleasure and uh hope you have a good rest of your night you too thanks so much all Take right care. cheers bye